This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Well, you've made a long journey from Milan to Minsk. It's Beckinsale. You never stopped hoping, but now you're in the Pinsk. It's Beckinsale. When the naysayers nay, you pick up your pace. So there's nothing gonna stop us. So get out of our face. We're having adventures all over the place. It's Beckinsale. Yes, exactly. Yeah. What'd you say? Rochelle Rochelle. Ew. I, for still the don't know. four of you that caught that reference, it's from Seinfeld. <laughs> Bette Midler well, saying that. It's from Rochelle Rochelle, but yes. referenced in Seinfeld. Yes. Yes. Rochelle Rochelle being a not real movie. Right. Which will come into play later in the show. Ah, I you see what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Thanks, guys. When you have to explain a joke, it's Ooh. better. <laughs> Welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob, who is still glad you explained the joke. <laughs> okay, you're welcome. <laughs> I will explain every joke from now on. Oh, man, that'd be, that'd be a relief. Speaking <laughs> of uh, Jacob being here, thank you for listening to our episode where he wasn't. Uh, when Studio Ghibli, uh, where we talked with Chris about our Studio Ghibli movies, some people did say they were going to give the movies a chance. And that was that was what we wanted to do. We don't watch yeah. 21 of these movies that we generally never watch just for our sake. Like, we want to share this and tell you about the yeah. good parts. Because they're, like, all of our tier ones were really great. There's a lot to tell about that, honestly. In fact, the reason I wasn't on the show, listeners, because I actually cared too much <laughs> about this uh, Studio Jacob, Ghibli Jacob and, was like, and I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I can't be there. And then he strolls up with his wife and kid wearing a t-shirt and like, uh, I think sweatpants. And he's like, yeah. hey guys, what you doing? I had been at a That's wedding cool. out of town. In fact, if you On were... two days before that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> the <laughs> wedding was on Thursday. The reception uh, was on Friday. Yes. And this was on Saturday. And this was on when Saturday. When I was driving back up. Mm-hmm. Wait, from a wedding? Yeah. Down like an hour away? In Manti. Okay, sure, Jake. Back to the shut-in. <laughs> if, if you were a patron, you could actually hear Jake walk into the show and interrupt, and it was actually pretty funny. It was funny. So, yeah. uh, and we but, sent him on his way. But no, we and thank you for at least listening to the episode, even if you're not a big fan of anime, and thank you to those who said they were going to give it a chance. A lot of people asked where they could find these movies because they're not readily available on no. Netflix or Amazon, and I've said it to a couple people online, but I'll say it again here. Ask I, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I found most of these at my local library or on DVD Netflix. Oh, okay, good. So the library I, had most of them. I Googled these movies one time, and then Facebook every single day sent me the DVD or Blu-ray collection. Like, buy it now. I'm like, <laughs> targeted ads, collection. cookies. Retargeting. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But that's not what we're talking about today. Because we have to do some announcements first. Oh, oh, oh we oh. do. Well, just, uh, just so you know, our anniversary show is going to be next week. We are going to be Holy competing cow. to see who is going to be our listener for 2019. Wow. See if Adrian's going to be able to defend her title. I'm so she excited. She will definitely be able to defend it or keep it. I don't know. So, Jake, seeing as you're kind of in charge next week, yeah. how prepared are you right now? Like, will these be tough questions? You know, I'm actually having quite a bit of fun preparing sections. Oh, no. Is this another McDonald's choose your own adventure? Sort yeah. Of thing? Yeah. So, no, this one's going <laughs> to be, I loved. we're going to be real life acting. So IRL for this one. And you guys are going to have to go around said IRL in this, just in, barely in this large factory where things are, you know, I don't want to spoil too much about this, but it's going to be awesome. And there's a lot of fake blood. I'm just going to give you that <laughs> just as a little teaser. That's a regular occurrence here in the baking cave. What do you think <laughs> yeah. those buckets over there are for? Jeez. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but is that yeah it's going to be our 200th episode next Holy week, Holy cow. Isn't that not insane? It is. And that's a, that doesn't include bacon bits or bacon bits. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, listener, since you're here. I hope they're here. <laughs> you're here. You're, you're stuck with us. They cut out when I was singing. Uh, so listener, that's generally what happens. We, we have, since we're doing announcements, we've also started an I-15 billboard campaign. Yeah. yeah. You can see our billboard. A billboard for Bacon Cell on I-15. On I In fact, someone has already spotted it, too. Yep. So they would post it on our Facebook page. Yeah, share share with us because it's kind of fun to hear. You no, know, dr- drive if you carefully. Can, if you can safely take a picture, if you are a passenger and can safely take yeah. a picture, please do. They'll try to take a picture and it will like flip over to the next billboard. Like the sec that <laughs> be for like <laughs> cellulite removal. Yeah, it will kind of still say oh. bacon cell, which will kind of make sense um, somehow. And speaking of other announcements that we have, so if you were a, if you became a patron or upgraded your Patreon ship in the month of March, uh, we need you. Sure. I'm I'm going to be writing a song for you. And also, which is going to be good. Be coming he's up. really good at this. He writes one for Kent and I almost every week. It's, it's I sing lovely, it to him before actually. we start. Yeah. And then the other thing is, if you have a design, uh, like we said, if you become a patron, you can you can submit or a upgraded. Design, yeah, or, uh, yeah, or upgraded. You can submit a design 
to us at baconcellpodcast at gmail.com and uh, we will put it in the we may put it in the store yes but we'll get you a sticker version of it at least yes you'll definitely get a sticker version and well we can we can connect on on email again baconcellpodcast at gmail.com uh, send the design request you don't have to actually make it unless you want to in which case that's also cool and we'll try to get it up on the store for you we'll definitely get you a sticker of it and there's an opportunity for you to buy the shirt hoodie tote whatever you want as well perfect there we go okay but so, not what we're talking about today. What are we, like, are we ready? <laughs> what are we talking about today, Jacob? Today, guys, we are going to talk about fake movies. Yeah, so we're doing some elevator pitches today. Uh, last was- week, we asked the audience, we polled the listener, mm-hmm. and we said, hey, send us some fake movie titles, some movies that really don't exist. Not even fake ones like I sang for, you remember like Seinfeld, they would yeah. have like a fake movie. Prognosis, negative. Time. Yes, exactly. And this was Rochelle, a listener Rochelle. idea. Yes. Right? This was, this was. This is Mike Hilton, actually. You said, have the listener submit made-up movie titles, and you guys pitch plot points for said titles. Here's the lovely part about this show, is I did not have to earn this show at all. It counts. It does not count. Yeah, one of your pitches. <laughs> Shame on so you. Sorry. No, this is this is your family. This is your family's fault. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to come to Hilton Day? Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, I do. <laughs> we can get into that another time. But we asked you guys for just a strange, random, you know, title for any movie, no genre included. I was shocked by how many submissions we got. Yeah, me too. And how good some of them were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like some actually sounded like real movies. Some were obviously jokes, which may come into play on this show. But I could see these becoming movies, maybe not with our plots, but we'll see. Yeah. And so we are going to be able to do them all because you guys were awesome and gave us a ton of suggestions. Some of you gave us multiple suggestions in one post, and it was hard to pick which one we wanted to do. But Kent and I have gone through and we've selected uh, a number of these uh, apart from one another and then a couple combined. Yeah. So we will be uh, pitching those out. And all it is, all you gave us was a title. That's it. And it was up to Kent and I to then make a movie around that title. Now, and it's an elevator pitch, Kent. Yes. Which I don't know what you mean. Let so me define this for I you. I get 20 minutes. No. So that's, when the Flash the gets elevator? his powers. No. And he's running no. across the waves. In James Bond's uh, yeah, chamber. exactly. <laughs> no. So an elevator pitch, if you don't know what that means, is if you get put in an elevator with a studio executive or a producer or someone famous, and you only have the elevator ride to pitch them a movie, that's the amount of time it should take, is yeah. an elevator ride. That's why it's called an elevator pitch. So would Jake be our producer at this point yes i would are we gonna uh, call him that three years into bacon sale four years into bacon <laughs> sale we're gonna call him that? i call him moderator no that works moderator producery guy so producery yes. guy Kent and i have made our choices and we're that on pitching those today. actual business cards exactly so, yeah so we hope you enjoy this random episode <laughs> and as everyone should expect there's a lot of jokey ones here there's some that maybe what? i feel like could be real movies i spent so Ooh, much time do you guys these. have some some dramas in here i do awesome. i think we we try to mix the genres i did i tried because I, I, Inevitably, I always lean towards horror. I don't know why. It always is like, it starts out normal, awesome. and then they died and went to hell. And it's like, oh, wait, yeah. this is a, this You have a very dark mind, Joel Hilton. But then I had to realize, mm-hmm. no, I need to mix it up. So I tried to mix up the genres here. So some of these are going to be, you know, dramas. Some will be comedies. Some will be rom-coms. And then they died and went where? Uh, to Hades. To Hades? He said it. I'm going to just splice that I in. I know. That wasn't me. That was the... Yeah. <laughs> you can say it when you're talking about the place. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say that at the end of every pitch you do. <laughs> no matter what happens. Hey, I was and then very, they die. I was tempted to do that at the end of every pitch. Oh, we, yeah. we were talking about Game of Thrones today, and he said a special word about Jon <gasps> Snow. I was using it in context. Yes, but... <laughs> because his parents weren't married. You were yelling at him. <laughs> no, I wasn't. He yes, wasn't even were. in the room. <laughs> All right, are you guys ready to start? Yes. yes. The first one is from Brandon Davis. The movie title is Gamed. Okay, so this one is a challenge for... I won't even talk about the process. Sorry, I'll get right into Please the Please do. You're in the elevator. Bing! <sighs> Hello, Jacob. No. Hey, what's up? <laughs> no, don't put this into the drama. How's your day going? Uh, pretty good. I like your shoes. Bing! Elevator rides <laughs> over. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. I'm not wearing a bathing suit under this, though, so stop asking. <laughs> Ding! Here comes HR into the elevator. <laughs> Simon always seems to have a case of the Mondays. He goes to his 9-to-5 job to make ends meet. He gets home in time to feed and care for his pet dog and cat, and barely has time to impress the girl of his dreams at local social events. He never feels like he has control of his life, and that feeling is proven as his surroundings start glitching, and he soon realizes that he's living in a literal simulation. Life may not actually be as simple as he once thought. Gosh, are we doing puns in these? <laughs> this spring... You will. <laughs> you too can get gamed. So Gamed is a movie about The Sims. 
It's about a guy who is living his life. It's very boring, just like when you play The Sims and they mm-hmm. have meters where you mm-hmm. need to feed them, right. you need to take care of the animals, you need to take care of the bathroom, take romance. a shower, romance. romance. Yeah. And that is a guy. You really wanted him to say that, didn't you, Jake? I did. I did. <laughs> it's romance. In fact, so the it's starring Domhnall Gleeson. Hey, this is a movie, okay? Domhnall, There's going to be some love in it. Domhnall Gleeson plays, the main, he plays Simon in this movie. Just Domhnall living, Gleeson from About Time yes. and Star Wars. It's a and, good cast. And uh, Carrie Mulligan is his female lead I in this one. Carrie Mulligan. She's adorable. Does she still work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. This one is directed by Alex Garland, who did Ex Machina and um, also Annihilation. And so it's a little okay. bit more sci-fi. It's one of those where it's like Truman Show, but okay. with The Sims, where he realizes he's being controlled. This is actually a pretty good balance. He's wondering why you know his life is so boring, and it's almost like a Black Mirror episode. That's where my mind goes on these instead of horror. It's like yeah, Black Mirror one up, one us. And so there will also be a character that is playing a sim. It's never-ending story meets Black Mirror. And so it's kind of going to go through the layers and what actually it means. So hitting space bar to get Artex out of the swamps of sadness. It, no, Artex! No, don't, no! Bring that, don't bring that up. But yes, there will be an Artex. Is that you tapping the B button? That was the space bar. To get bar, him out. Yeah, yeah, the space bar. But yeah, so this is basically a sci-fi type story that's like Truman Show where it's like a nice, boring story about someone's life. But he realizes being controlled and what does that mean for someone living their life. I should clarify, too, the pitch and the explanation of the pitch are in the elevator ride. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably not even my longest one. That was probably the shortest uh, one. Can't, I, I've been holding the door for the elevator for like two minutes. <laughs> it's starting to yeah, buzz it's now. been buzzing. <laughs> uh, do you have any questions or you guys kind of get it? No, is, I get is that it. something I you guys would see? Yeah, no, I, I feel like you've got a good balance there, actually, between director and the cast. When you mentioned uh, the director of Ex Machina, I was like, okay, I could see yeah, this could be a yeah, no, I can actually, I can actually visualize this Donald movie Gleason. a little bit. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't understand, I don't know, I can't imagine where the movie will end up. Oh, do you know where it will end up? Okay, so probably Joseph Gordon-Levitt here, is wait, wait, playing. Wait, wait, push the down button. Oh, no. Run back down <laughs> the ground floor here. So the person playing Sims, playing Donald Gleason in real life, is actually also part of a simulation. Oh. No, you lost me there. Okay. Take it back. <laughs> oh, greenlight that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's games. So wait, are you greenlighting that, Jacob? I'm, I'm definitely greenlighting that. Awesome. Until right. the, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah, part. Yeah, you know, we can always fix that in post. All right. That's pretty good. All right. Our next one for you, Joel, is from listener Janelle. Mm-hmm. And the movie title is Miracle Gorge. <clears throat> While visiting... Well, ding! <laughs> Thank you. While visiting... Oh, you're out of time. <laughs> While visiting a national park in southern Utah, a man is horrified when his pet monkey wanders too close to the edge of the canyon and falls into the gorge. Miraculously, though, the monkey flies back up and lands on the rim, safe and sound. With wonder, the man takes off his yellow hat and throws it into the gorge, only to have it come back to him. It turns out that there is a naturally occurring updraft in the gorge that keeps people from falling to the ground. It soon becomes a tourist attraction, with adrenaline junkies jumping off the cliff and riding the wind back to safety. The man and his monkey open an all-you-can-eat restaurant on the rim, so everyone can now gorge at Curious George's Miracle Gorge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, starring Will Forte as the man in the yellow hat, and okay. Andy Serkis as Curious George. Oh, of course. Directed by Chris Columbus, who did Home Alone, Harry Potter, it's 1 and 2. It's been a while since I've seen him. And announced to do the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Uh, what? I know. That's so weird. Miracle Gorge. Miracle Gorge. You did get the elevator pitch down. That's a good stretch right there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like you're treading on some pretty established intellectual <laughs> properties, but uh, other than that, we, we can call it Curious a, Gorge. Is this a family movie then? This is like a straight up nice, feel good movie. Yeah. Because yeah, what's the plot? Like he And then they all died and went to hell. It's basically the, the whole story. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where the bottom of the gorge actually goes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a good twist. Yeah. See, the, wind stop, the wind is coming from. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, open to that. Depends on my salary. I know not to add extra endings onto my stories, whereas <laughs> you probably should. Yeah. Yes. Well, the whole point is that it ends up with the restaurant. And actually, the whole point was just the fact that I was doing puns on the name Gorge. Yeah. Because you gorge. I don't think I can read. I don't don't think I can green like this one, though. What? So it's like Mr. McGorium's Wonder Emporium. Miracle Gorge. Miracle Gorge. It's like a guy and a monkey have a restaurant on top of a gorge with an updraft. That is a family-friendly comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's the worst. I want you to picture just the visuals of someone jumping off the gorge and then flying back up and landing on the rim. That would be a great aspect of the story, but, like, as the story in its entirety... Like, Are you saying this is a half-baked idea? I think this might be like a half-baked idea. <laughs> it made me laugh a lot, though. <laughs> me too. Me too, especially the part about what happens when the, when the wind stops. Okay, Kent, back to you. Wait, so you didn't green light that? No. I'm not green light it. Oh, I would green light it. I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll just do it uh, independently and release it at Sundance. <laughs> exactly. Will Forte, man. Netflix will buy it. Yeah, totally. 
Hey, Will Forte is a good cast. Kent, your next one is from Chidwick. It's called Semi-Charm Non-Dairy Creamer Jumper. You ready? No, but go ahead. Hit the button. Wait, can you say that name one more time? Semi-Charmed Non-Dairy Creamer Jumper. Are those all... Like, is that a title? Yes, they are all songs from Third Eye Blind. Right, that's who it is. Not Dishwalla. In 2007, Across the Universe gave us the melodies of the Beatles in a full-fledged cinematic feature. Greenland! Now, Just kidding. a band who has had at least 164th The Legacy gets their own musical feature. Our story starts as Chad, a recent college graduate, enjoys his semi-charmed kind of life. <laughs> Yet, he doesn't have a plan for life, as he asks, how's it going to be, especially after he loses a whole year of education as he travels <laughs> abroad. He falls in love with a beautiful girl from London right before he goes home and never wants to let her go. However, when he returns to London sometime later, he's 10 days late to their reunion and has to save her from a bent and unwell relationship. This Oscar season, it's time to want something else, baby, baby. So this is Across the Universe, but with Third Eye Blind songs, and his girlfriend that he meets and falls, in, 20 songs? falls in love with the lead singer from Matchbox 20 <laughs> by the end, because I feel like they're the same band. And, so, and Dishwalla, too. Can we throw them in there? Yeah, Dishwalla will no. be there. They're one-hit wonder. They don't count. <laughs> yeah, so are Third Eye Blind. They didn't even make it past the first round of the bracket. Whatever. Uh, better than Ezra, we'll pinnacle, pinnacle call it good. 90s brand, Third yes. Eye Blind. So basically, this is <sighs> Across the Universe, but with Third Eye Blind songs that we all know and love from the two albums that people actually I know them like from. I knew like titles yeah i really tried there that was a that was a stretch so this one's directed by richard linklater oh who's did like days and confused okay. boyhood as well yeah. um before sunrise a yeah. lot of just great kind of chill movies it stars logan lerman and lily collins logan lerman logan lerman he was in fury he's in a, a perks of being a wallflower okay yeah and lily collins who you really yeah. like i like Yes. Yes. She may have made an appearance in one of my movies. Well. Okay. For, of course she did. <laughs> and so this one is just more like, have you seen Across the Universe? You know, I've kind of forgotten it. It's got a picture of a strawberry Long on the cover. Time yes. ago, yeah. No, I get that because it's mm-hmm. kind of a forgettable movie. But this is just kind of a musical, lighthearted <laughs> movie. <laughs> what do you think, boss? <laughs> well, I think that uh, Chidwick got exactly what he was asking for by that yes, movie he title. Did. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be a challenge. <clears throat> yeah, he definitely did. Man, so I don't want to see that movie, but <laughs> I really... I think you like Third Eye Blind, though, don't you? But I really like the idea of listening to the music, so... So listen to the I'm, album I'm, and I'm don't a, watch the movie. I think I'm going to listen to the soundtrack, yeah. Just like Across skip, the Universe, and no one like the movie, but they yeah. love the that's, soundtrack. That's exactly yeah. what's it's, happening. It's, it's okay. I'm going to greenlight the soundtrack. Get it done. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a Kids Bop version. Oh, nice. All right, Joel, mm-hmm. it's back to you, my friend. Okay. How many times are you going to ride this elevator, dude? Get um, off on a floor. I, I actually am the elevator runner. So oh, yeah, okay. I, you're I'm not a producer at all. Uh, yeah, we have multiple job titles here. <laughs> Where's it's, many a, hats? it's a really small studio. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, all right. This one is from KP Brown. And the movie title is Echoes of the Departed. <clears throat> Sounds serious. It does. Ding. In the future, there are special rooms known as echo chambers where people take those who are dying to have their voice recorded and their brains scanned. This data is then recorded, analyzed, and processed so that friends and family can have simulated conversations with a recently departed within the chamber. However, when Chad, a morning... We all both did Chad. Yeah, we did. (laughs) However, when Chad, a morning boyfriend, brings his already deceased girlfriend into the chamber, the scan opens a door into the world of the dead. Suddenly, Chad begins to hear the ghostly whispers from beyond, and he hears them beyond the walls of the echo chamber. Oh, starring Joel Edgerton uh, from nice. The Gift, Warrior, Great Gatsby, yeah. and directed, of course, by James Wan, who did Saw, Insidious, The Conjuring, and the great horror film Aquaman. I'm seeing this movie. <laughs> I'm seeing Echoes of the Departed. Echoes of the Departed. Yeah, I, this sounds this sounds interesting. I want to know more about the plot, actually. But it's an elevator. Yeah, can pitch. we ask? Can we ask questions? Though? I can make it up on the spot. Sure. <laughs> you know, uh, you have this all written down. I see your notebook. Does she come back to life, or does he just have conversations? Like, is he is he in danger? No, see, okay, so at any point, when, when I want people, like when, a movie trailer where I can see little peaks. Or is into he possessed? Like, no, when people go in the chamber, mm-hmm. they they have to be living, and they record their voice so that they can get the voice with the brain scan, and then and simulate the. The, the audio. Okay. But she's already dead when he brings her in there. So it just scans the brain. And so he doesn't hear her voice. He just hears whispers from the dead. And it's not just her. It's like, and hold on though. The dead. Is it actually her 
Or is it like a hellish voice, like a demon it's coming through, her. acting like her? Yeah, it's not her. Well, he scans her brain, because, and it just kind of opens the chambers. But it's, it's no person. It's not her at all. It's, it's not just, her at all. It's, it's just ghosts Basically, he there. opens a window, and yeah. then the dead can talk to him. And is it only in the chamber, or does when no, he gets home from that? It starts out only in the chamber, but then it starts following him home. Oh, so it's like what women want, but with ghosts. <laughs> what women want? Not really. Because <laughs> no. he starts hearing the voices, it makes him go crazy. Uh, Sorry, guys. It's like what men want. What men want? One of your favorite movies this year. This is my floor. I gotta get off. <laughs> I'd actually see this movie. Uh, yeah, I'm greenlighting that. Yes. Echoes of the Departed is greenlit. Echoes of the Departed. Double like feature that. with Miracle Gorge. No, that was that was good work with no. No, I'm really glad. That's a they, terrible matchup. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they did Totoro and Grave of the Fireflies. I can do uh, Echoes of the Departed. I'm glad you didn't echo the dialogue from the Departed movie because I was going to. I could have been some making foul language. That, but yeah. All right, Kent, we're back to you, my friend. This one is Thanks from. Call me friend, buddy. You bet. This one's from Danny uh, Higham. Higham. Hig- Danny Higham. Higham. Higham sounds doesn't sound right. So probably yeah, not. Higham. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is an interesting title. I like it. Operation Ephesians. Ding. Just when Robert Langdon thought he was done with <laughs> with biblical and ancient cryptography <laughs> that leads to death defying missions, <laughs> he gets brown. pulled back in. He, along with a beautiful and much younger companion, yep. must travel to the ancient land of Ephesus and treasure hunt on the road of Paul. Mm. It's a race against time as he combats the Westboro Baptist Church as they both try to find the literal armor of God. Ron Howard once again can't quit this franchise as he presents Operation Ephesians, starring Tom Hanks and Crispin Glover as the leader of the Westboro Baptist Church. But who's the leading lady? Uh, She's young. She probably hasn't been born yet. Tom Hanks. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Hanks and who? Uh, Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover is the leader of the Westboro Baptist. He's a... I know Danny Glover. I know Donald Glover. George McFly. Okay. You you know know Crispin Glover. He's the bad guy in Charlie's Angels. Yes, okay. Now you know from Charlie's Angels. He didn't know him from Back to the Future, but he knew him from Charlie's Angels. So (laughs) I actually read all of Ephesians today in in preparation for this. Absolutely. (laughs) And on the poster, like actually, so they're going to be reading verses and they'll be like clues like this one. It's Ephesians 1 verse 22. And hath put all <laughs> things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. And it'll be like all these clues like that does sound under like the a feet clue. over the head. And Robert Langdon will be like, I got this. And he'll be solving these clues. And they're going to like find different things like the breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, helmet of salvation. <laughs> Here we are quoting scripture. I, I bacon, saw that video so. in seminary. <laughs> but like it will be this thing where it's like all biblical and everything's so cryptic anyways that I think it would work perfect in a silly Dan Brown, Robert Langdon movie. All right. Operation Ephesians. Like, I might green light that so that you can make money. Yes. Or that we can make money. No, the movie won't be any good, but Jake. I don't want to watch it. No, no. None of these movies have been good. Did anyone even see the no. last one? No. I did, unfortunately. What was that one? The Sloth Symbol. Yeah. Is that the one? No. Are you talking about no, the no, Da Vinci no. movies being yeah, good? Yeah, the or Da Vinci the movies. It's the one with okay. the cure where like, they're going to have an Armageddon and there's... I don't uh, even know. There's Angels and Demons, which is okay I at best. That. Yeah. But no, I think this movie will be made I because... I think I'll have to green light that because they've made some money. And Ron Howard, he really loves this. Did the last one make money? Yeah. Inferno. Inferno. Did Inferno make money? I don't yeah. think Inferno made money. Like I don't know yeah. if it did. I don't know if it did. I think that might be the end. <laughs> $220 million US dollars. And what was their budget? It doesn't matter. That's but that's a lot of money. $275 million. Okay. Well, they See? did okay-ish. Yeah. You want to green light that just for the cash. All right. We, we, we can make th- some it made $34 million domestic. Could you imagine being that's like... so sad. Can I see Operation Ephesians and not having Kirk Cameron in this movie? <laughs> he would be the leader of the Westboro Baptist Church. Kirk Cameron. Changed my mind. I like Crispin Glover there better. Okay. Maybe he'll be like his right-hand man. I'm going to re- I'm gonna green light that for all the slack-jawed yokels. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll take it. Joel, we're back to you. Yes. Joel, your next one comes from Marcus Moss. Good man. The Boondoggle Chronicle is the name of this one. That's pretty crazy. I'm excited for this. The Boondoggle Chronicle. (laughs) Ding. I feel like I have to say that with an accent. Skyler was a normal kid who was enjoying a summer camp with the Boy Scouts. But after finishing his fourth boondoggle of the day, something strange happened. The boondoggle begins to glow and shake in his hands before rising into the air. A ball of energy appears around it, and boondoggles from all around the globe streak towards and join the ball, weaving together and creating a giant boondoggle that reaches into the sky. I thought a boondoggle was a snack. The boondoggle tower then shoots a beam into the vastness of space. It turns out 
that the Boy Scouts of America was a front for a secret society of alien worshippers who have for decades tricked the boys into constructing a giant antenna piece by piece. Once the 10th million boondoggle was created, their plan was complete, and now the distant visitors know where we are and how to find us. So it's like a tether? They've created a tether and antenna for these aliens? Essentially. What the crap's a boondoggle? Uh, so it's a little plastic. Like you go to scout camp. They always braids. Make you, <laughs> you make, making braids. You make these oh, little, really? it's like little plastic flat Yeah, they're like nylon laces that you, that you weave together into this stick, essentially. It's something you would attach to your belt if you were from yeah. Idaho. <laughs> or if you're a boy scout or from or, or from Idaho. <laughs> on your out on your uniform but yeah we always make these boondoggles and they're i i really do believe they are just they're merely there just to help waste time to keep us busy and out yeah. of trouble but they were fun to make it's like you kind of you know, this was fifth grade for me we made boondoggle all the time yeah. and i really think it was to keep us out of trouble yeah but you really realize so, so you made boondoggle not not boondoggles you made boondoggle yeah you, you, you make boondoggle so it's like making boondoggles. a dance or something no it's, it's like you make boondoggles the thing is called a boondoggle you're from missouri and you've never done boondoggle no i had a very different scouting experience from hmm. you guys you mean probably. actually survival skills uh, <laughs> instead yeah. of making braids yeah, on their belt we did that no too. we didn't we didn't do braiding in my voice scouts for uh, uh, by the way, this is starring Jacob Tremblay uh, from Perfect. Room and Wonder, and it's actually directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> because there's going to be an alien invasion at the okay, end. Okay, I might greenlight it just for that. Like that makes it a lot more. It's going to make a lot of money. A lot more logical. Yeah. Well, Boondoggle is so strong. I feel like an alien planet could pull the Earth out of orbit. I'm not greenlighting that. So many. So I many love boondoggles. it. <laughs> and I, I want to bring this up too that Marcus Moss had so many good titles. Really, like. like Actual titles. Like actual titles of movies that could be made. I just want to run through a couple of these like Blood Debt, Born Apart, Digital Angel, The Last Parlay, Ready for Never, Swizzle, Chester Copperpot, the dark prequel to Goonies. The Ready for ne- Ready for Never. I like, I like that. that. I know. Yeah. That sounds like a James Bond movie. It does. Anyway, there you go. Not but, Greenlit? No. The Boondoggle Chronicle? No. Come on. That was, he was really trying on that one. Michael Bay, man. Uh, it, it just sounds terrible. <laughs> You just described every Michael Bay movie. Yeah, exactly. And look how much yeah. money those made you. If you're going to uh, greenlight his Robert Langdon one, you better greenlight mine. Uh, you know, you have a good point. I just, Boy Scouts and Boondoggles and Michael Bay, I don't, I don't know if the, if the demographic Boys, demand is Boy there. Scouts, Boondoggles, Bay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you might sell me there. That's all it took. Get your next one is from KP Brown. It is titled Seven Days in Provo. Joel, could you hit the button? An eager young documentary crew from the East Coast has gained internet fame by spending time with specific religious communities around the world. Though a cheesy Bachelor spinoff has turned their eyes toward a city in Utah. (laughs) Their goal, spend a week living among the people and get an outsider's view of life in the community while still being unaffected by it. However, after only a few days, some members of the crew already find significant others and have met their respective families. It's up to the main camera guy to withstand the traps of Happy Valley and escape without putting a ring on it. This October, you will be hitched or have stitches. Why are you using this voice when for you, this description? <laughs> when you spend seven days in Provo. So this is directed by Lee, Lee Fennell, Lee 1L, who did Upgrade and uh, Saw along with James Wan. What? And it's starring... I'm not getting the concept of this movie. It's found footage. Yeah, but is it is it horror? It's a horror. Well, so what's about the horrific dating? thing happening? It's a horror because you end up in Provo and you get married like a week later. What's wrong with that? It's but it's really maybe you should try it, Ken. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what happens? That's all you got to do. <laughs> but no, so basically, Put on there and hang around the coeds, half your age plus seven. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's that's a bad idea. But basically, it's just kind of a weird Stepford Wives sort of angle where it's found footage and they feel fear, or at least the camera guy feels fear because all of his friends start disappearing, even though it seems really happy but it's like cheesy happy okay and so he has to escape with you know with his life or as a single man so can we redo this where you use a cheesy happy voice but then dark things start happening an eager young documentary crew yeah so but we do have uh jesse eisenberg will be the main camera guy and saoirse ronan will be the eventual love interest well if saoirse ronan's in it then i might green light it well yeah i I should just say saoirse ronan every time (laughs) but yeah this, this is this is found footage and I think Lee Winnell could do a really good job at making this uh, low budget, but really dynamic. And it would be a take on the LDS culture in Provo, which is weird even for people in Utah. <laughs> and just kind of make fun of the whole thing. Seven days in Provo. Ding. It was really great chatting with you, Ken. I've got to go. <laughs>
<laughs> it's crazy you're not gonna <laughs> yeah, like this yeah, really well, localized movie <laughs> <laughs> so anyway back to you joel i would kill the byu film festival you're right <laughs> all right joel your next one is from monica mm-hmm. listener monica thank yes. you for submitting this title is the yellow box <clears throat> kent ding ashley and heather were roommates and the best of friends But when Heather passes away from cancer at a young age, Ashley is heartbroken and begins to withdraw into the darkness. Then one morning, a small yellow box with a white polka dot bow appears on her doorstep with a note from Heather. The card doesn't say much other than the package is filled with love. Heather chooses not to open it and instead puts the bright yellow box on her mantle as a constant reminder of her her friend. The cute box seems to emanate love, affecting the mood of everyone who is around it for the better. And after a while, Ashley is able to move on with her life and stand on her own again, and she decides to never open the box. Instead, she passes the little yellow box full of love along to someone else who needs it and spreads the love around. Starring Anna Sophia Robb as Ashley and Haley Steinfeld as Heather. Wait, so what's the Directed twist? by Greta Gerwig. Uh-huh. This isn't, this is, this is one of the... Ch- I want it to be a dark thing. I, no. I thought it was Can they go, go to there. hell, please? And then no. it was sweet. <laughs> and then they died and went to hell. You open the box. <laughs> no, this what's is, in the box? This is just one of those cute kind of movies where it's about find, it's about finding acceptance through the stages of grief after some, a loved one passes on. This is definitely one that's not a horror. This is more of a, a drama. What if it was like of, a lottery ticket? I guess uh, it's a MacGuffin directed by Greta, directed by Greta Gerwig. I hate actually. Greta Gerwig's movies so much. I know, but this is the one I felt she could do, and I thought Anna Sophia Robb would be a, a perfect character for the main role. But just, Haley Steinfeld, Steinfeld and... Haley Steinfeld is, is her friend who passes on. She's going to be there in flat, mm. flashbacks, but Anna Sophia Robb is from Bridge to Par- Terabithia, Charlie Shock Factory, Soul Surfer, She's going to okay. be the main girl that's going to be kind of anchoring this emotional I really drama. was hoping for a dark turn there. This is going to be a cry fest that ends up bringing joy to all those around him. Greenlit. Yes. Greenlit just for merchandising, right? So you can start selling yellow boxes. With, with white polka dots. With white polka dots. Yeah. 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 I think it sounds sweet. There have been movies where they've done stuff like that successfully. And Can I tell you guys something? Yeah. Yes. My wife hated that pitch. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I, I wrote but it. She's the sweet wrote, one of you two. I, I wrote it with the intent of being like, okay, I'm gonna write a movie that I think my wife would really like. If she saw the trailer, she'd want it. Yeah. But then she's like, she turned into Brad Pitt. What's in the box? Yeah. What's in the box? And I she's said, right. I said, you never know. She doesn't open. She passes it on because it's just the symbol of happiness and hope. That's and actually, she's like, that's no. actually why it works is because you you don't get the satisfaction of ever learning because it's, no. Yeah. But it's, she wanted to know. Like she was like, unless you open that box, I don't want to. I don't want to watch. It's this. like that old story where it's like, why don't you take that scarf off of your neck, that ribbon around <laughs> your neck? And it's like, I'll tell you at some point. And then when she does, her head rolls off. You guys, you guys want to know what was in the box? No. It was the antidote to the poison that she was given right before she died. I will watch that movie now. (laughs) I don't know what's in the box. You just ruined the movie. It's love. It's love. Love's in the box. When you said love was in the box, I was like, what does that look like exactly? It's a heart. heart It has gone dark. The heart of her enemies. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. I'm in. Okay, Kent. The next one comes from Paul Jeffries, and this movie is titled The Binge Watcher. You ready for a political thriller? This feels this feels like a timely title. Ding. Are you ready? Okay. Diana is considered a rookie in the NSA. She plans on working her way up, but still only gets the job no one else cares to do. Poor Diana. No it's, one appreciates her. It's then when her life changes. A new assignment comes up that she is directly qualified for based on how many times she's seen Parks and Rec and The Office. <laughs> the government wow. believes that Netflix has long been sending out secret codes to sleeper cells, giving them orders to carry out <laughs> terrorist acts. <laughs> Diana must binge watch everything imaginable to stop the end of the world before it's too late. Are you just writing your dream job? This winter, your streams come to an end with The Binge Watcher, directed by <laughs> Catherine Bigelow, starring Emily Blunt and Gary Oldman. Emily Blunt plays Diana, who must be The Binge Watcher. Okay. And she actually is able to okay. see, she's able to hack into Netflix's system because Netflix can basically see how everyone lives their lives at this point. Mm-hmm. And on the poster, it will say, are you still watching? Ooh, you like that? I like that. Gary Oldman's the grizzled old NSA. Yes, exactly. But he's probably a little corrupt. Let's be honest, because it's Gary Oldman. Mm -hmm. He probably secretly works for Netflix. Do you like how NSA versus Netflix? Like that's the real (laughs) angle here. Uh, When NSA is actually Netflix. Uh, What? (laughs) Uh, Naive. So the the binge watcher. So Catherine Bigelow, who did Zero Dark Thirty. Mm hmm. 
a very serious director, but so she politi- knows a, her stuff. So this isn't tongue in cheek. This is this is it's drama. only tongue in cheek because it's, it's, kind like, of, it's kind of a mixed message here because you've got binge watching movies and shows. Well, that's just it. But it's a service everyone uses, and we're all being watched in our home by like Alexa and everything. So why can't Netflix be My that Alexa same thing? Have a camera and Facebook. It? So Netflix being well, that's not a can. It's, it's not, not a Alexa camera thing, but that's it, what camera. you it knows, install it knows, the camera in your room. It knows your habits, behavior, and who you share the account with, and who you're connected with. And so the power Netflix has. Ooh, watch out. Ding. Only Emily Blunt can stop it. Jake? This this might work. This might work. It might work. A little polishing? Is that what you're saying? I think it needs a little polishing. I have Gary Oldman. Did I tell you that? You did say that. You did is say he that. confirmed okay. or is he just rumored? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's confirmed. Joel, what do you think on this one? I, I'm intrigued to see it, but it is, it's a mixed message because on one hand, it's kind of goofy, but then it also yeah. has the political thriller yeah. aspect of... I feel well, like that's, that's the thing. She wants to be a big deal, and then this assignment comes up that she's like, really? You're going to have me watch Netflix? Because she's seen so a lot of Netflix, then, then, then realizes it's the biggest thing she could possibly do. I think it was the inclusion do. of Parks and Rec in the office that made me kind of laugh yeah, at it. Yeah. Otherwise, I think it would have just Okay, been... that's true. So she's, she binge watches a lot. Forget about the other shows. <laughs> <laughs> that's the polishing it All needs. Right. Get off the elevator. It's my turn. <laughs> Thanks, boss. <laughs> see, you, see you on Monday. Have a good weekend. Don't come back. <laughs> All right, Joel, yours is also from Paul Jeffries. He had a bunch of good ones, too. Thank you, Paul. The one Joel has chosen is Quiet on the Set. Ding! After a night of heavy drinking, a struggling middle-aged film director shows up to work horribly hungover. Barely able to function and extremely grumpy, he goes through the shoot as quickly as possible in order to get back to his dark and quiet bedroom. Later that evening, he gets a call from the studio, who love the footage he shot that day, and say it's his best work yet. They're even talking Academy Awards. The director realizes the hangover was the secret to his success, so he continues his nights of heavy drinking, followed by directing while hungover. And even though the scenes keep getting more and more bizarre and his, and his behavior gets more and more outlandish, the cast and crew keep clamoring for more of his genius. Starring Seth Rogen as the director and directed Seth by... Seth Rogen? Directed by Michelle Gondry, who did Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Be Kind, Rewind, and The Green Hornet with okay, so Seth Rogen. Okay, so I have questions. Yes. Uh, I, sorry, I'm just in the elevator back here. Oh, hey, um, how's it going? Um, where does this go, though? Like, so he... He obviously goes on benders all the time to get more of a muse. Yes. Like, does it turn dark? It's more, it, this is a goofy well, comedy. This, this is more of a goofy comedy. Like, honestly, think of like kind of the Be Kind Rewind vibe where they, uh, Jack Black and um, I blinked on his name. Yeah, Most Def. Yes, Most Def. They had to create those, they had to recreate those movies and it gets kind of silly. But Michelle Gondry has a way of making the bizarre accessible. Think Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And so it's going to be showing the production of the movie, but also showing the scenes of the movie. And as they get kind of more bizarre, because he's not thinking clearly and he'll make weird directions and weird choices. But, but they're brilliant to everyone else. To everyone else. But as we as the audience are going to see it and be like, uh, it's, it's basically a take on but the it, what is art, what is not. But art. it seems almost like a little too dark, right? Like it's like if it, he goes sober at some point in the movie. Listen, and Joel, I don't know who this guy is in the back of the elevator, but <laughs> but this is greenlit for sure. Come, sir, by, come by my office. You hired Let's me talk. last week, but I haven't had a hit in a while. <laughs> yeah, you're, is, you're the seven nights in Provo guy. I remember you. And this is, this is like, You don't see the heavy drinking, kind of the sad heavy drinking. This is more about the morning after when he gets up. He's like, well, here we go again. And then it's kind of him being uh, ridiculous in the direction. And who stars in it again? Seth Rogen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a strange choice, but I think I think you sold me. I think he needs a you know a good roll. Well, he eats a lot of rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing that out there, like a right. like a hoagie. Yeah, let's go with that. Thanks All for right. letting me ride with you guys. I appreciate oh, is that it. A sack of money. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, here you go. All right, Ken, uh, we're back to you. Hi, sir. Hey, Good hey! I remember you. I was, I was just I remember you. With that guy. You're the guy that wouldn't shut up last time. Ding. I know. Oh yeah. Um, you had some really good comments though. Do, do you need a coffee? Ding. I can get you anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so are you wearing a bathing suit underneath this suit? Commando. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Your next movie pitch comes from Stephen Hamilton, and it is titled "Tyler Perry's Medea." Loses her wig. Are you serious? This was this is the um, script I was born to write. So I know, I know that there's another guy in the office that you fought for this. You fought over um, uh, for this one. Just asking, sir. Is this elevator flammable, sir? I, <laughs> he's a little bit uh, violent. Um, mm-hmm. I've only ever seen one Medea movie, but I'm pretty confident I can write this one. <laughs> okay, let's hear what permission you got. to go ahead. Let's hear it, uh, sir. Could you hit the button, please? Ding. You thought Avengers Infinity War was the crossover event of the century? Oh my gosh. 
It's time to shout hallelujah for the biggest cross-dress oh crossover Mediaverse as Tyler Perry brings every character back for the culmination of this decade-long cinematic abomination. Oh. <laughs> Medea has always been a force to be reckoned with, and everyone has tolerated her for far too long. Yet, the truth comes out as Medea, in a self-righteous fit of rage, literally loses her wig to reveal the man posing as an angry black woman all along. What? Who knew? So... Basically, she is like, oh, oh, uh, this someone is harmed himself in the elevator. <laughs> Joel is, is literally okay? miming hanging himself in the elevator. <laughs> That's, uh, are you okay, sir? Sir. Uh, he basically pulled Emilio Estes and got on top of the elevator as we were going to the top floor. Down. And so basically, this is a meta movie. It's him Tyler making Tyler Perry goes meta. Yes. Oh, and so, this, this sounds very promising. And, and that's what it is, is uh -huh. they finally get a little bit smart. Uh -huh. And it's obvious it's always been Tyler Perry in cross-dress grandma makeup this whole time. I didn't realize and that. And everyone's kind of always just kind of appeased him because he's made these movies. Mm -hmm. But now everyone's going to be like, yeah, we've only kind of you know tolerated the grandma because we knew it was sad Tyler Perry underneath. Sad Tyler Perry. So this is directed by Martin McDonough who did uh, Seven Psychopaths and In Bruges. Uh, it's not directed by Tyler Perry? It stars Tyler Perry. And also, James Errington from the Farley Family Reunion as every wow. white character in the movie. <laughs> so it's God. James Errington. <laughs> do you like that reference? Yeah, I do. Tyler Perry, you've probably never seen the movie, no, but it's no. a Utah favorite. I wouldn't say favorite. <laughs> so, How is Tyler Perry not directing this? Uh, come on. We need it to be good, sir. Uh, but Martin McDonough, he point. does clever like no one else can. It is amazing how angry I can get at a fictional movie that will never be made. <laughs> I, I was hating every second of that. <laughs> I am greenlighting that. But all day long. Don't you think, though, like it needs to go meta just to be like it's in on the joke, which it hasn't been all along. And it will make money because it's Tyler Perry. Thank you, sir. I'll leave before Green I say anything lit. else. Bye. No, I'm no. just going to jump off here. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> How many days are you going to spend filming this? Oh, three. <laughs> nice. Holmes and Watson was better than any Tyler Perry movie I've seen. I still haven't seen it. Just want to throw that out there. Are you sure? Yes, absolutely. Better than Boo? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, that's the standard. I watched that one. That was so bad. It was so bad. All right, Joel, your next one comes from Terry Finley. Mm-hmm. And Ho her? Hordes of Wendigo. Hordes of Wendigo. Hordes. Like hordes. Hordes. Of Wendigo. This is a supernatural Can reference, button, I think. Well Bing. done, Terry. A group of campers go hiking in the Great Lakes area. However, they soon lose their way in the woods and have to set up camp in the dark. When they wake up, they find they somehow set up camp in the exact center of a clearing in the woods. They also find that someone has eaten all of their supplies. I hate when that happens. They try to hike out, but are forced to set up camp in the dark again, only to wake up in the center of another clearing, and one of their friends is now missing, her gear left behind. Tensions begin to grow, and that night they see large yellow eyes peering at them from the woods, and realize the trees that surround them aren't trees at all, but it's a horde of spindly wendigo who have been following and surrounding them, infecting them with hungry, ravenous greed. Greed? Starring Lily Collins from uh, Lily Mirror Collins Mirror and Extremely and Wicked, Shockingly also Evil from, and Vile. She's in my movie as well. And Zac Efron <laughs> from High School Musical and Extremely Wicked, Shockingly oh. Evil and Vile. Wait, 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 wait. So the Wendigo, what is that? Don't, the Joel, Wendigo's just so Wendigo, Wendigo, Wendigo is it's a folklore thing, and it's these creatures that are kind of a... Native American folklore. They're re representative of greed, and like, for example, they have this one part of their mythology where every time they eat, like if you become infected with a Wendigo, for example, every time you eat, mm -hmm. you grow and to the proportion of what you've eaten. So you're always hungry. You never stay like you never get full and you just want to eat more and more. Cool. So sometimes they, they grow into these large spindly like characters. Other times they just infect people. But I think just being around them would infect this group that they would kind of get more and more in each other's faces and greedy and Yes, yeah, probably can. Then why, so why are they disappearing then? The one disappeared because she was eaten by one of the Wendigo, but they're going to start turning on each other shortly. And then like, so Joel, I know you've never seen this movie, but it's on Netflix. It's called The Ritual. And it's very similar to I this. I almost watched that one Very, last very similar. Yeah? Yeah. I, and it's I, good. I was very close to watching that one last uh, Halloween season, actually. Okay. It didn't... Uh, yeah, check it out. It's a little bit disturbing. By the way, this is directed by Jennifer Kent, who did The Babadook. Perfect. And so I thought kind of this... Okay, you can totally handle that. Uh, it's, it's, it is more suspense than gore and horror. Like this really is kind of like uh, the humanistic it's, angle. So in the end, I know I, I hate to have the movie spoiled, sir, 
<laughs> um, but is it like the, them against the Wendigo, them against themselves? Is it more a commentary on how we tear ourselves apart? The Wendigo are going to be whittling them down. Like they're, they kind of, is that a pun? <laughs> or do they become Wendigo? <laughs> uh, no, that's just it. So they're, they're going to start infecting them with rage and greed and they're going to start okay. turning on each other, of course, cause they're hungry and then turning on each other because they're hungry and in the end, the last remaining one will be become a Wendigo, like fully okay. infected with the Wendigo. And see, yeah. you should, every one of these should have been a horror pitch, by the way. And how does it end? What well, are the they all died and went to hell <laughs> in the yellow all box. All right, Greenland. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're all inside this tiny yellow box with polka dots <laughs> yeah. on the ribbons, and it passed love, <laughs> love. Uh, yeah that sounds that sounds a little disturbing i'm interested i don't i feel like that hasn't been done because i haven't seen the ritual so all right your next one is from tyler harrison it is called the incredible life of jane doe Bing. a woman wakes up on a cold table with no memory of how she got there all she has to go on is a tag with her name attached jane as she walks down the street wearing only a hospital gown people cower in fear Confused but resolute to get answers, she attempts to find out who she is. She soon discovers she has superpowers and uses them for acts of kindness and heroism. She goes on a journey of self-discovery and becomes a makeshift hero. However, a team of supervillains finds her and tells her that she belongs with them. They thought How she, sweet. They had thought she died battling uh, everyone's favorite superhero in a fight to the death. Jane Doe must make the choice to reign supreme along with her former team or defend a world that now has no hero. This summer, witness the rise of an unlikely hero with The Incredible Life of Jane Doe, directed by J- Damien Chazelle, mm-hmm. starring Alicia Vikander, Marianne Ooh. Cotillard, and Michael C. Hall. So Alicia Vikander plays Jane Doe, and Marianne Cotillard Chromex and Michael C. Hall. And, yes. Uh, uh, Tomb Raider. Yeah, exactly. Michael C. Hall from Dexter. I think he would play, play a, one of the okay. a, a great villain along with Marianne Cotillard as a villain as well. And they're basically saying, hey, you forgot who you were. You have a, It's a typical amnesia story. But it's one it of these. Sounds almost like Hancock. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Reminds me of Hancock. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bit. Just Except for no memory she's, of being a superhero. I mean, it's from yeah, his point of view. But. but she is actually evil. Like she is. She is like the chosen one of the evil group. And but she and Superman essentially killed each other. And so now she has to decide. Well, hey, was I destined to be that, or can I now make the choice to be good and defend this world? Hmm. Or should I rule it with an with an iron fist? So that is the incredible life of Jane Doe. I like it. All right, thanks, sir. But are you going to green light it? And <laughs> don't yes. don't ask him that follow up question. He likes it. I like I, it. I recorded that I'm on green. tape. I will blackmail you if, unless you green light that. Thank you, sir. All right, green light then. Just don't share those pictures. <laughs> All right, Joel. Your next one is from Stephen Hamilton. It's mm-hmm. called The Cozy Cottage. Ding. Some wish fulfillment. Mm-hmm. In order to get to know their next-door neighbors better, Becky decides to invite the families on each side of them for an outing at a cozy cottage in a small town on the other side of the state. This is not going to go well. Once they get there, however, they realize these acquaintances have been hiding secrets from them. They're cannibals. Dark secrets. One family is a vegan. (laughs) They're vegans. And the other couple is part of a multi-level marketing company. Oh, man. Suddenly, Becky, her husband, and her kids are subjected to multiple offers to get in on, quote, the ground floor for a product that, quote, practically sells itself, while getting judgmental speeches about how human stomachs can't process dairy from the vegan couple as Becky's kids eat the free pepperoni pizza they were offered for attending the presentation. Then, one dark and stormy night, there's a knock at the door, and Becky finds a young couple whose car has broken down and invites them in, only to discover... That they're CrossFitters. Oh dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this is the scariest movie of all time. Starring Rose Byrne and John Krasinski. Scarier than love, the main couple. Kent. Yeah, yes. Uh, Keegan-Michael no. Key and no. Halle Berry are the multi-level marketers. Okay. And Natalie Portman and Jake Gyllenhaal are the vegans. And Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard are the CrossFitters. I have a feeling like Directed our protagonist... Directed by Jordan Peele. Uh, great. I feel like our protagonist won't even get a word in edgewise because <laughs> everyone will be talking so much because that's what the other the whole groups time. do. The whole time. It's just one of those horror stories. I think that Jordan Peele's a good a good director for this because he's able to kind of pull the horror from everyday situations. Right. And this situation's scary in itself. In fact, I was going to tell you guys this. Is that I can get you in on the ground floor of this no. movie uh, <laughs> right now. I mean, that's literally what he's doing to you right now, producer. That's true. That's true. You know, you didn't have me at all until you bring in like big stars for each of these. And then it's 
suddenly it's it's actually a little bit more funny. Because the thing is, it is overly complicated. The joke is, it's a one joke that this movie's built on. It is one joke. But having big stars will get people in seats. And Jordan Peele, even if he has, you know, inconsistent quality, will still get people there. Yeah. And I I just, I like the idea. Are any of these people clones? Not that I know of. Okay. But I, I just like the idea of uh, people who are maybe actual vegans uh, mocking vegans on screen. For some reason, that made me laugh. Of Natalie Portman. <laughs> that but, would be kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah that but would I, I just saw, I saw her. I saw Jake, Jake, uh, Natalie Portman and Jake Gyllenhaal. I could just see them being like, "Oh yeah, totally." It's if you can get way. if you can get all that cast to sign up, this is greenlit. I've already got verbal confirmation from all of them. He's an he's an intern. How, how can he get this cast? Uh, this guy gets around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we did choose a couple together, meaning we we picked them kind of separately from one another and found out we picked some of the same. Yeah, we found some similar ones. Yes. And we had three of them that we're going to do now. And so Kent and I are both going to be pitching uh, the same title but different plots. Yes. So and then I can only pick one. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. I mean, you can pick them both because it nope. could, we can slightly only change the one. title, release them same year, like Deep Impact and Armageddon. Oh yeah, different studio. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Okay. Are you guys ready? I hope so. The first one. Is from David Stewart. It is titled Wrath of the Kittens. Buddy, do Kittens? you mind if I go first? No, go for it. All right, will you hit the button, please? Bing. Ever since the ancient days when Egyptians reigned and paid tribute to their gods, cats have long been seen as sacred, representing fertility, justice, and power. In modern times, we have enjoyed a naive alliance with cats. Yet when some foolish treasure hunters desecrate the crypt of Basset, it awakens the wrath of the once powerful cat goddess who signals every cat to take back their power and reign supreme. Did you read that in Ephesians? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This summer, the dark universe returns as Tom Cruise gives it another go and avoids a perfect catastrophe. (laughs) Oh, no. And hold on, hold on. On the poster, don't push pause. Pause. <laughs> Directed by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, starring Doug Jones as the female cat goddess Bastet. Yep. And Tom Cruise, obviously. Makes sense. So well, this is the mummy. They're trying to give it okay, another go. Okay. From and the book of Ephelijans. <laughs> no. <laughs> but this is Wrath of the Kittens uh, is an adorable title, but this really is like no one trusts cats. Like cats honestly would burrow in your rib cage if they were allowed to. So a lot of people think cats are evil. I think they're just too smart for their own good. But yeah, I think they're waiting. They're like they're like a militia okay. waiting to attack. Well, Joel, there's really good news for you here. <laughs> it be- the bar is low. <laughs> so, Oh, it's about to get lower, sir. <laughs> Wrath of the Kittens. Wrath of the Kittens. It's not like we can ask for much with Wrath of the <laughs> right. Kittens. Uh, this is, okay, this is an animated movie, I should clarify. Our, back to Kent. Tired of their exploitation online, kittens finally decide to let their voices be heard. The furious felines begin a class action lawsuit against anyone who has shared an image, meme, or video of them online and demand financial restitution. The internet suddenly stops in its tracks as people are uncertain what to do with it anymore and the economy soon collapses. We're left with a post-apocalyptic world where kittens have all the money and all the power. Starring Emma Stone, Emily Blunt, Emma Watson, Emily Mortimer, Emma Roberts, <laughs> Emily Watson, and Emily Westavis. Wow. And directed by Hayao Miyazaki. <laughs> Can I tell you why I hate this? <laughs> B-movie. B B-movie. There's no romantic relationship There's here. Lawsuits. Between... <laughs> There's lawsuits about taking the honey back. The lawsuits. And it crushes the, 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 the environment lo- and the economy, and it is the worst movie. But lawsuits are the jumping off point. This movie actually is about the So the cats aren't evil. World. They just, they're like fat cats. They just want money. They're not, there's no wrath there. No, it's the wrath of the kittens because they want, they're tired this of being like taken advantage of. This is like of the kittens. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite movies growing up. <laughs> All right, Jacob, you Sir, have to agree like one of those. One of these has well, to be made. I'd much rather see Tom Cruise back in action. <laughs> yes. Dang it. I knew that would sell it because we both kind of like that movie. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He runs a spot there. He runs a lot. just breakfast at Tiffany's each other? As I recall, we both kind of liked it. <laughs> and, and, and well, that's something we got. I can't yeah. remember the next line. Yeah. And I said, well, that's the one thing we got. Well, that's the one thing we got, yeah. That was right. awesome. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Wrath here we go. Kittens. Wrath of the Kittens. What's the next one the kitten and I both picked? Our next one comes from Ryan Farron. I know him. Passionate Apathy is the title. Everybody, should I go first? This uh, is like I'll go first in this one. Okay, theme. go for it. <clears throat> Hold on. Um, let me hit the button. I, I hate to touch this button. I'm a kind of a germaphobe. Touch it with your tongue. Boom. Ew. <laughs> Jared and Cindy have never had someone break up with them. They've always been the ones to drop the axe. 
So when the relationship starts to grow stagnant, neither one of them wants to be the bad guy again and then begins to wait for the other one to do the breaking. As time passes, they begin to start acting out more to try and expedite the breakup process. But they can't go too crazy because you never know who your ex will talk to. This is like Kent and Bacon Sale. Kind of. This is like legitimately like four of my previous relationships. <laughs> uh, starring Ewan McGregor and Margot Robbie and directed by Peyton Reed, who actually did Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I didn't realize this when I chose him. The breakup. Why Peyton Reed? It yeah. was, it, uh, honestly, it was one of those... It was one of those things I was remembering Down With Love, which I hated. Yeah. But stylistically, I kind of liked the look of it. And the passion and apathy in my mind, I had this idea in my head of someone who was trying so hard to not care. Have, you seen, have you seen The Breakup? No. That's well, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. But I'm in the I Ross mean, I feel like you could. <laughs> I feel like you could do better with the director because I think that's where I was a bit lost on that one. Okay, hey, you get your own I, pitch soon. Uh, oh, yeah, sir, do actually, your own pitch. I, I do like the movie, though. I like I like the movie because it's, like it's kind of like a real. It's like a rom com, but pretty sad. Passionate but, apathy. But in, in my mind, it's one of those rom coms where it's like they each kind of sir. They do things I to mean, try to get people to break up with them. Like mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. you know they stop showering or one of them like will start making. And then it escalates, and at the end, they find out they're actually in love. Yeah, or they, they find out that they both like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain or oh, something like that. But you lost me. Oh, that's pretty know. terrible. It was such a real movie until the end. <laughs> no, but that's and in my mind, it was these two people, and the, the whole comedy comes from the fact that they're trying to get someone to break up with them, uh, but don't want to cross the line of like cheating on them because then they'd have a bad reputation with anyone. It's a small circle of you know group. Okay, interesting yeah. pitch. Let's hear what the tall guy has to say. Thank you, sir. What do you got? Could you hit the button, please, buddy? Bing! The year is 2082, and the world has changed. Due to the culture climate wars of 2021, people can literally no longer be offended or give offense. Nanomachines were developed and impl- implanted to dull the over-emotional part of our brains, and everyone lives in, an, in a state of impassivity. World peace has finally been achieved, and the world functions without drama. However, two people struck by lightning on the same night are drawn together and discover a word that has lost its meaning for decades. Love. Directed by Danny Boyle, starring, starring Dev Patel and Frida Pinto. Hey! Little reunion. So this is Joel's gonna re- green light this one. This is definitely a sci-fi pitch. Is there a little Indeed. yellow box in it? There's yellow, well, they, did, they discover love. So the, the yellow box. It was actually passed down. Oh. This is the yellow box universe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shared universe. Yeah. <laughs> So basically, this is something that like everyone is becoming so complacent and apathetic because everyone's so offended right now that it actually starts a war among us, at least a social war. Hmm. And so we have chips, kind of like a 1984 type story where you really aren't supposed to feel emotion, except for two people eventually do and start a revolution. Okay. And uh, Dev Patel and Frida Pinto yeah. from Slumdog Millionaire. I need to see them in another Danny, movie. Danny Boyle is the director. Like, I, I did that, that for, for you. That was basically just to get me. <laughs> I'm not the green light, though. Jacob is. <laughs> Joel, which one would you green light? Out of these two? Yeah. I like them both, sir. Can we just kind of change the titles around? I just, I, I'm just wondering if he would choose yours just because of who you lined up there. Well, over the, his I, own. I do like the sci-fi element. I do like the actors. But, you know, you're going to make the wise decision, whatever you choose, sir. Oh, Wow. <laughs> Uh, well, those those people aren't catering to me, so I'm leaning toward yours, Joel. That's a wise decision, sir. Peyton Reed. <laughs> just just, get, just get rid of Peyton Reed and we're good. Director of Ant-Man and bring it on. I actually was going to say that. It was bring like, it drop Peyton Reed and we're good. Remember bring it on? I do. I'd rather watch so, that than Shazam. Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle. He already, he already greenlit it. Move on. Yep. Already greenlit. Wow. All right, you guys ready? Mm-mm-mm. Passion apathy is mine. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I get so much money. Fictional money. So much fictional money. Here's your next one. This is from Spencer Larson. This is our final one. This is your final. Our, fi- our final combined pitch. Okay. Combined versus pitch. This is called Sober Buddies. <laughs> <clears throat> Speaking of buddies. Hey, buddy. Um, I'm a little conflicted here. I'm okay. about to pitch something to this guy. Okay. And it might get a little dark. And, and I don't mean it to. Darker than cannibalism? It, yes. Okay. What? What? Yeah, yes. The buddies have hit hard times lately. Did the you go buddy. here too? Oh. <laughs> did you? Oh, no. Did you go in this avenue? <laughs> What's going on? Can, I think you should just pitch. <laughs> I, think, I think we may have similar pitches. Oh, nice. Let's see. Sober buddies. The buddies have hit hard times lately. <laughs> After saving Christmas, Halloween, and Arbor Day, the cutest puppies ever decide to venture to Los Angeles. 
which <laughs> led to lives of hitting the bottle, heroin use, and cocaine. Oh my gosh. This junkie behavior continues for years. After the death of Mudbud, no. the surviving puppies reunite. Is this a Homeward Bound thing? At AA and share the stories of their dog years of living in the gutters and begging for their next kibble hit. <laughs> <laughs> Through each of the 12 steps, these buddies find out if they can get past being buddies and find the importance of family. Wow. It's going to be rough. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. I got to know. I got to know. Who's, who's, wait, who's the starring first? Oh, oh. So directed by David Fincher. Oh, wow. <laughs> Voiced by the, re the remaining buddies are Woody Harrelson. Javier Bardem, Forrest Whitaker, and Jodie Foster. Wow, this is dark. <laughs> They're all wow. grizzled this is and sad. <laughs> okay. Silver buddies. Um, wow. do, do you know what we're talking about? Because in the sports uh, bracket show, sports movie bracket show, we talked about like air buddies and tennis buddies and spooky yeah, yeah. buddies. Yeah, that's this is the next movie. Because you had Air Bud, which was the dog basketball movie. I was movie. just wondering if this was actually like the continuation of a franchise. Yes, or it is. It's like okay. the 12th movie in the franchise. So they have okay. these, these okay. straight to DVD movies where they're all the puppies, little golden retriever puppies. Okay, but so it is the same franchise. That's yes. what I wasn't sure about. Holy okay. cow. Wait till you hear my pitch. Okay, let's all do right. it. There's heroin use again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> after their film careers hit the skids after the film Super Buddies in 2013, <laughs> Buddies, puppies fall on hard times <laughs> and wander down the paths of drugs and alcohol. But when B Dog suddenly dies of <laughs> an this, overdose, how does this happen? B Dog, B Dog, not Mudbud, but not B Dog. Mud no, my, my, I, I was worried about B Dog, but Mudbud felt like he Mud was Bud the one to died. go. After B Dog suddenly dies of an overdose, the other puppies decide to clean up their act. They start attending a rehab clinic and have to pull together to stay sober. And soon they find wow. out that the best part of being a golden retriever is when you retrieve a friend from a downward spiral. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. Uh, guys, <laughs> I, got, I got good news. I got good news. Okay, please do. We're bringing back many of the original cast, including Tom Everett Scott as Buddy. He was in Air Buddies and Snow Buddies, La La Land, that thing you do. Yeah. Molly Shannon as Molly from Air Buddies and Snow Buddies, Superstar and Serendipity. Spencer Fox as Mudbud from Air Buddies and he was Dash in The Incredibles. And Abigail Breslin as Rosebud. She was in Air Buddies, Little Miss Sunshine and My Sister's Keeper. Yeah. And we're also getting the original director of Air Bud. Oh. Not, not, not the Buddies movies. I'm talking original Air Bud, Charles Martin Smith, who you may also recognize from American you Graffiti, You were still trying Starman, to sell the movie, right? The Untouchables and Deep Impact. Can he just be like the director of photography for David Fincher, maybe? Because <laughs> my guy directed The Social Network. I think we're going to need a <laughs> my, combination of these I'm two. I'm rebooting the franchise with this man. Sober <laughs> Buddies is going to bring back the Buddies spinoff as a serious drama. I love how our minds work in the <laughs> same devious buddy. ways. Spencer had to think that. Yeah. When he wrote Sober Buddies, he had to be thinking of like the buddies. Yeah, that movies. was like a bump set spike he right there. He probably was not. He was thinking of something totally different. Let us know if you're guilty, Spencer. We yeah. feel like you are. Wow. So, uh, boss, I feel like we could combine those two movies. Honestly. <laughs> that was pretty great. I think we're going to need to combine these. Yeah, but can we get a good director? Yes, we're going to go with your director for sure. Can we at least keep Javier Bardem as the voice of one of the buddies? In, uh, for absolutely. Yeah. Yes. In fact, that would be a miss if we did not do that. So, in fact, that went so well. That went so well. You guys combining your powers that I think we might need to change up this uh, method just a little bit. I'm going to give you guys a title just to see what you can do. A, a title that I made up on the spot or one that was submitted? This is a submitted title. Okay. Okay. And you guys, I just want to see what you guys can make if you're working together on this. Are you oh. guys ready? Do you want to take a couple of these? This is a weird Jacob twist. All right. I'll go with it. Let's uh, look in your eyes right now. Let's do brain, brain twin. You will see what you mean Super Cyan. The first one is going to be called Revenge Stinks. How's this so go? obviously this has got to be a comedy. Uh, would you say an animated comedy about skunks? Oh, or is that two on the a family nose. friendly? Comedy? Is that two on the nose? Oh, we got a tagline already. Yeah, it's, I think I think I do it. Though. So it's animated okay. skunks. What's the animated skunks problem? Uh, well, he actually doesn't smell. Oh, yeah, he would like to get uh, revenge he wants to on be humans and other animals that tease him, but they don't fear him because he doesn't actually stink. So the skunk so, doesn't stink. Yes. So he doesn't stink. And does that make him less desirable in the skunk community? Oh, totally. And so when he wants to get revenge, like in the end, he will get revenge and revenge actually stinks. So he'll try to like cover himself in like 
gross stuff and throughout the movie to try to act like he stinks. But I not feel like until, this could be a real kids movie right not now. Not until he really discovers the where the stink, the stink truly inside. comes from. The, the stink <laughs> inside, the stink exactly. Inside. <laughs> How do we do, boss? Hold on, who's who? You guys are doing really inside. darn well. <laughs> who's in this movie? Who's the, who's the main skunk? I think the main stunt. I, I would love to see Steve Zahn do it. I okay, you do a good job of it. I think Remember Steve Zahn and Bill Hader should be in this movie. Bill Hader would be a fantastic. He would. Yeah. He would. But he's like the uh, older brother of Steve Zahn. Stunt. Yeah, he's the really stinky one in the town. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone looks up to Bill Hader's stinkiness. Uh, Man, <laughs> this would be a real kids movie. I'm it not, really it would. Really good. Revenge stinks. Revenge stinks. Coming out in 2021. I think we did pretty well. A comedy. By the way, that was literally unplanned. A like comedy, I know a comedy that's a little too on the nose. Yeah. Okay. Oh man. Okay, guys, that went so well. I think we're having to just call it right there. Let's quit. Let's quit while we're <laughs> Thank ahead. You. Thank you. Thank uh, you very much. My Jake. creative juices are depleted. <laughs> it's late. I have passionate apathy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys really went to some great places there with Revenge Stinks, <laughs> I, and I don't think that can be topped ever by anyone. I feel like we each had like three out of ten each of us for green lights. Maybe three or four Probably out of ten. So. I mean, some of us mine were gold, <laughs> gold. Fool's oh gold. man! But thank you, thank you for listening to these pictures. We hope you enjoyed and, them. And thanks for sharing uh, your ideas with us and your yes. titles. Like it was just a fun show. Let to us do. know. We, I really want to know which one of these movies that we pitched you'd like to watch. Like ones you'd actually like to watch as a movie. So let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter uh, when we post the show. And we'd also like to thank all of our wonderful patrons that support us uh, from the I Am the Listener tier. We'd like to thank we'd like to thank Terry Finley, Scott Sprague, a more civilized podcast. Jordan Resnick, Stephen Ross, and Adrian Gray, a.k.a. The Listener. The Listener, who will be on the show next week. Yeah, mm-hmm. next week. She's coming soon. As, so good. As we well love you all. Some of these other people. Who else do we have, Jacob? Uh, from our Baking Council, we deeply, we, we'd like to deeply thank uh, Nicole D. Hale, Spencer Myers from the Spirit of 38 podcast, Chris Anderson from the... Studio Ghibli show. Uh, getting Ghibli with it. Uh, Ryan Farron, as well as Marley, as well as Matt Mudrow. Awesome. Nice. You guys are great. Thank you so much. And if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, go to it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to about my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. Make sure you find Bacon Sale on Twitter as well, at Bacon Sale. And on Instagram and on Facebook and follow us on all those places. And mm-hmm. if you'd like to have your name read at the end of the episode and to get lots of other cool perks via Patreon, join make sure us. to yes, join us. Join make sure us. you join go us. to patreon.com slash bacon sale and look at all the tiers and benefits and everything like that. And uh, um, if you're already in there, look at what options you can get when you upgrade. There's a lot of cool things going on there. Uh, one last shout out. Did we mention this at the beginning that the uh, we have an event coming up next month? Oh, yeah, we didn't. We should. We did not. Yeah. Next month, uh, we're going to have a very cool event. We've teased this a couple of times. Uh, we will have the we're, we're waiting to share the official date and details because there's a special show coming up just about it. Yep. You're going to love it. I you swear. are. So until next time. Oh, I guess this is our floor. Ding. When you have to explain a joke, it's Ooh. better. <laughs> I actually cared too much. <laughs> That's adorable. Take me like one of your French girls. Record it. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking? I didn't know you'd hit that yet. We didn't do anything. And then they died and went to hell. And it's it, no Artex. No, don't no! Bring that, don't bring that up. Oh, no! You lost me there. He and then they all died and went to hell. That's basically the whole story. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where the bottom of the gorge actually goes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a good twist. Like, Are you saying this is a half-baked idea? I think this might be like a half-baked idea. <laughs> you ready? No, but go ahead. We'll do a kids' bop version. Oh, nice. Oh, so it's like what women want, but with ghosts. But who's the leading lady? Uh, she's young. She probably hasn't been born yet. Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought a boondoggle was a snack. It's something you would attach to your belt if you were yeah. from Idaho. It, it just sounds terrible. Just trying to shake it out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be a dark thing. I don't know. Can gonna they go, go to there. hell, please? And then, no. it was sweet. And then they died and went to hell. You open the box. <laughs> What's in the box? Yeah. What's in the box? It was the antidote to the poison that she was given right before she died. The heart yeah. of her enemies. <laughs> there we go. I'm in. 
This is the scariest movie of all time. Scarier than love, though, Kent. No one trusts cats. Like, cats honestly would burrow in your rib cage if they were allowed to. The bar is low. <laughs> so, oh, it's about to get lower, sir. <laughs> Tick tock on the clock. DJ, blow my speakers up. But do you guys want to have a slumber party in my basement? Do you want to? Bamor, the movie. Now, oh. this is the Yellow Box universe. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Shared universe. Yeah. <laughs> River's running high, you know how I feel. It's a new day, it's a new, new dawn, it's, it's a new life. life. You've you've heard that song for no, not me. Not those tones. And we're no. feel well, we don't we're not good. <laughs> and we're feeling good. You really don't know this? It's gonna be rough.